LSU. Boom! Let's freaking go PHL live on a glorious hump day. Xavion Thomas, is he going to commit to LSU? You guys know how much I love this guy. I think that he is. I'm hearing some really good things, potential visit, and so on, and so on, and so on. I want to talk about that, but of course... Brian Kelly's up for a pretty big award, and it's not quite Brian Kelly. It is a group of people are up for an award. Obviously, so much of our focus has been on Jaden Daniels and the Heisman Trophy. I feel really good about that. The next wave of concern for us is Malik Neighbors and the Belitnikoff Award. I feel okay about that. I feel a little bit better about Jaden winning um, the Heiser Trophy than I do Malik Neighbors winning the Belitnikoff. But I do think what would be huge for the program is Brian Kelly and his LSU offensive line winning the Joe Moore Award, okay, which goes annually to the best offensive line in college football. There are multiple finalists. LSU is one of them. Georgia is one of them. Oregon is one of them, okay? It's going to be really hard for us to beat Georgia for this reason. Georgia felt the last couple of seasons when the award has gone to Michigan in back-to-back seasons that they deserve the award, okay? And Georgia, of course, is led by a New Orleans native, Cedric Van Pran Granger, and I think they're going to give it to Georgia. I do, because... This happens quite a bit when you don't necessarily pick the right group of people or the right person for an award. They'll kind of sort of give it to you the next season, even if you're not the deserving winner of the Joe Moore Award. We've seen that before. There's been LSU players that have won awards when I was like, yeah, did an LSU guy really deserve this award. I won't say who, but I think some of you know who some of those people are when it's um, a guy getting an award for his name or or whatever. I hope the LSU Offensive Line wins the Joe Moore Award because that would be absolutely awesome for LSU football recruiting if they can go and say, hey, look, we are the Offensive Line University. That's never really been LSU's brand. And now it is starting to become our brand. I'm not saying that we haven't had great offensive linemen at the school. We have had plenty. It's just we have had more at other positions. And you take a look next season. If Miles Frazier and Charles Turner makes the jump to the NFL, all five of LSU's offensive line starters could be blue chip ratio kind of guys, guys that are four-star or better prospects. And that's where you want to be. Right, You want to be recruiting the elite guys in the trenches. Also, what's very interesting, and he's not one of the biggest name recruits that are out there, but Chase Basantis, who started quite a few games 
this past season for Texas A&M, along with quite a few other Texas A&M players, have hit, has hit the transfer portal, okay? I am very, very interested in Chase Pasantis. And he was being recruited pretty heavily by LSU. So guess what? It makes it a lot easier to get the few offensive linemen that are in the portal. It is a lot easier to get them to commit when you can go to them and say, hey, you get to play with the best offensive line coach in the country and Brad Davis and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner at the offensive line position, which is very important, right? Offensive linemen hardly ever get any recognition, and this is one of the few times that they do. So hopefully LSU does win this award, and obviously Brian Kelly has gotten our offensive line recruiting to the very next level, okay? We say hi to Tyler. We say hi to Gage, James, and Dev. Aiden Childs is a must-get we need a dual threat quarterback for Dim Brock's offense. So, yeah, let's talk about that, right? Right now, LSU's quarterback room does have a dual threat big time runner in Ricky um Ricky Collins. Now, is he a transcendent runner the same way that Jaden or Milrow or someone like a KJ Jefferson? Probably not, but he is a very good runner. Okay. Not truly his game. It is an aspect of his game. I don't think you need to have a dual threat quarterback to win, to, to run Mike Dimbrock's offense. But what I will tell you is the last five years, Mike Dimbrock has been an offensive coordinator. He has had a dual threat quarterback. Of course, these last two seasons with Jaden and the three-ish prior seasons with Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. So, yeah, you would like your quarterback to have that ability to run, but that's not a part of Garrett Nussmeyer's repertoire. And I also think for Aiden Childs in particular, for those that don't know who that is, he was a true freshman quarterback this past season that played at Oregon State. And more than likely, he is going to Michigan State as Jonathan Smith, the Oregon State coach, has packed his bags and gone to East Lansing. So do I think Aiden Childs could be an LSU Tiger? Sure, I, I'm open to it. It would also make sense because he is on the younger end. So you could tell him, hey, work behind Garrett Nussmeyer, and this could be your quarterback room here in two seasons. I'm open to it. I'm open to any quarterback at this point. I still think Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be your starting quarterback, but you might not agree with that, and that's perfectly fine. Um, let's go to James here. Big Rustin win over Zachary on Saturday night in the Superdome. You will be there. So, yes, it is state championship weekend in Louisiana. So it's a busy football weekend, even though there are no games, right? It is the Heisman Trophy. Obviously, we have the award ceremony coming up here, uh, you know, during college football weekend. So we'll know who the Blitnikoff winner winner and all that stuff actually is. And then, you know, to go one step further here, it's a recruiting weekend. This is and I know you guys are going to get tired of hearing me say this, but this is why I don't like the early signing period. There is so much going on in a short period amount of time. All of what's happening with the portal, the bowl games, and all that, this is still the season. 
I know it's technically the postseason, but it's still the season. Okay. So for us as college football fans, it's kind of tough to uh, be in a spot where, well, college football season is, is, it's almost over. Right. But it really has just begun. This is one of the most important times for an LSU football team that will have some transition. I do strongly do believe that LSU is going to clean up during the award season. I do believe Jaden Daniels will win the Heisman Trophy, and we'll take a lot of that momentum on the recruiting trail for us. Now, if you were to ask me today, would Jaden Daniels or Malik Neighbors play in the bowl game? I honestly couldn't tell you. Right, I spoke uh, to someone close to Jaden today, and it's everything is still up in the air with that. I think that's going to be a big question, but at this point, it's not one of the top three questions that Brian Kelly is going to need to answer in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so it's crazy to think that all of this is happening right now, but this is the college football world that we live in. We slam all these things together all at once. The portal, award season, bowl season, early signing period for high school recruits, coaches leaving. It all just kind of happens in these next couple of weeks. And the next thing that happens is nothing, right? You get to spring football, and I honestly am starting to think there could be some programs that ask themselves what the point what the heck is this point of, of, of spring football anyway? There was a lot of guys who participated heavily in LSU spring practices as first and second stringers, and they hardly played at all this past season. So it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Now, I want to get into some other topics here. I, I, I got tagged in a lot of these tweets from Washington Husky fans, and – they are trying to make a last-second push for Michael Penix to win the Heisman. The first thing is it's too late. It's too late. The votes have already been put in. The finalists are based on the votes. So Michael Penix will not, with any Twitter rush here, win the Heisman Trophy. Does he deserve the Heisman Trophy? The answer to that is also no. He is a very good quarterback. He is a, a very good quarterback of an undefeated team. I have seen a lot of middle-of-the-road quarterbacks lead undefeated teams, a Ken Dorsey, if you will. He's better than someone like that. He's not a game manager. He is a playmaker. But I beg people, and I ask about these things to people on Twitter all the time that make a case for so-and-so to win the Heisman Trophy. Do you actually watch the games? I've watched Michael Penix play. He's good. He is a really good quarterback. He is undeniably a really good quarterback. I don't necessarily see it at the next level for him. I think you know he could play a little slow sometimes, and that windup is pretty gnarly. Um. But he's not the Heiser Trophy winner. 
He's not. Okay. Jaden Daniels is a far superior quarterback to him. Jaden Daniels did not have bad games. Jaden Daniels did not get shut down by Arizona State this year. It's over for Michael Penix. And I think it's kind of sort of over for Bo Nix. So I am in a spot right now where I feel really comfortable about Jaden Daniels winning this Heisman Trophy. I really do. I really, really, really do. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's all there is to it. Let's go to Brian here with our first Super Chat. Welcome to the channel, Brian Tanya. Why is Arcadiana playing Catholic in the select championship? All right, Brian. I wish, wish I can answer this question for you. Wish. But I can't. I I I can't. I do not follow the day-to-day of Louisiana high school football. I, I just don't. Now, I follow recruiting, but I don't know how anyone is able to cover LSU, the Saints, all of this full-time. But some people are able to do it. I, I don't know. I do know Catholic High is playing this weekend, but I, I wish I wish I could answer this for you, Brian. I really wish. Um, but I'll tell you this. It is a special weekend for Louisiana high school football, and I'm really looking forward to it, okay? I will also tell you this, Brian. I think there are a lot of people that sit in chairs like mine that fully don't understand the divisions, the structure, and all of that anyway, okay? What I can tell you, though, is I will be cheering for Catholic High. I have a lot of family members that went to Catholic High. So I'm sorry I I, I couldn't tell you about any Louisiana high school um, football matchup. I, I just couldn't. And I feel like it's important to be honest. I could I could just make uh, something up. But what I can do is uh, try to figure this out for you. But I just don't know the answer. Now, next thing. And I want this to be crystal clear when it comes to the LSU football roster and this LSU football team. Are we in a position where Jaden Daniels is our entire offense? And there is a piece of me that is worried about that. Mike Dimbrock did sign his extension. We also learned today from Football Scoop that Texas A&M was coming after Mike Dimbrock. And they wanted to make him the highest paid offensive coach in football. They were willing to do it. And LSU was able to keep Mike Dimbrock, get him to an extension. I do think Texas A&M offered him more money, but I don't think Brian Kelly wants to lose that continuity right now. I think he wants Mike Dimbrock to be the OC as long as he possibly can. Obviously, this is going to be an interesting offseason because his offense is going to need to change with Gary Nussmeyer at quarterback, right? But how much is it going to need to change? It might not be as much as you think because so much of what Jaden did with his legs this year were on scrambles. So, you know, scrambles aren't designed plays. Maybe 
Mike Denbrock says, look, let's just stick with what we know how to do and build around Garrett Nussmeyer. I am very excited, though, that Mike Denbrock is still going to be the offensive coordinator for LSU, even though we're in a position where Mike could have gone in a lot of different directions, and he still can. He still can. There, There's teams hungry for somebody experienced, and Mike might want that first opportunity to be a head coach somewhere else. I do begin to worry about some of like these middle-tier programs like today. Middle Tennessee went out and hired Derek Mason uh, to be their head coach. I could see a school at that level saying, look, let's give Mike his shot. And he's never been a head coach. It might be uh, a good time to give him that opportunity. He's coached under two really good coaches and Luke Fickle and Brian Kelly in, in the most recent years of his career. But I am so freaking happy that Mike Timbrock is still going to be the offensive coordinator. Now, Cliff brings up an interesting question. Let's just say Mike Dembrock left. Who would I want to be the offensive coordinator? There are quite a few names that I would be very interested in. Um, you know, I, I honestly love the Lance Leipold offense. And I would love to see it run with elite athletes. Um, but that's not really what we do. We we weren't really a fool you with the elite tight end kind of offense. We were just uh, our guys are better than yours. Very vertical based offense, right? Which is the most efficient way to run offense uh, because you're just getting vertical. And if you have a quarterback and wide receivers, you can do it. Then you want to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there are some names out there that, that interest me. I think the guy that would get the most favoritism in the building would be Joe Sloan, right? Motiv uh, elevate him to be the offensive coordinator from the quarterback's coach because he, he does have play calling experience from his days at Louisiana Tech. So that would probably be your most likely move if that were to happen. It's got a boogie season. Ask Carter, how many Texas A&M DBs and D-linemen can we get? Some more entered today. It's a very good question. So for Texas A&M, we do know Walter Nolan. LSU is in the mix for Walter Nolan. I think that would be the one that would interest you the most. Um, but there's so many. Fidel Diggs, a very good edge player for them, entered the portal today. We know Jordan Gilbert is in the portal. Chase Pesantes is in the portal. LB Overton is in the portal. These are all top 100 guys, right? Um, could LSU really clean up with Texas A&M players? They could. There could be some Texas A&M commits or guys that were considered Texas A&M leans that could flip to LSU, okay? So it's a very interesting situation. Now, I do want to include this. Tomorrow night, we will not be starting at 8.15. We'll be starting a little bit later, probably around the 8.30 range. Okay, I do have a college basketball game I have to call tomorrow night. Um, if you want to watch me call that game, you can. And, um, and then we'll come right over here uh, to do the live show. So it's a lot of broadcasting, but 
this is the life I choose to live. And, um, well, I was going to say something else that I'm doing this weekend, but I won't. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so tomorrow night live stream will start it a little bit later than 8.15. Okay. We decided to Tony. What's up, Tony? He does not miss the live stream. I really appreciate you, man. Can't wait to meet you one day. Larry says we need a lot more than wide receivers. Um, yeah. So if you're a PHL Patreon member, tomorrow morning you will get another detailed breakdown from me on how I truly feel about the wide receiver room. It's a little bit more blunt. Um, about the LSU wide receiver room. So, Larry, you're a big supporter of mine. You should go ahead and sign up, man. Get in that Joey tier. It's only a little bit a month, and you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me when you sign up for Patreon, baby. Um, and if for some reason you haven't gotten your Burrow card in the mail, sometimes I get lost in the mail, I will send it out again if you are a patron listening to this. Okay? Um, This is what I would say about that. Okay? Every single season, LSU has had multiple returnees at the wide receiver position. Wait, Player X is in here? What's up, Player X? Let's go. You know, a live chat gets lit when Player X is in there. He's got the best profile photo. Let's go, Player X. Um, Crap, I lost my thought. I just get so excited when Player X is in here. That's my guy. Apparently, his, his wife had a big birthday. That's cool. Our anniversary. That's cool. But, yeah. All right. So, when it comes to the wide receiver room, I think we're in a little bit more limbo uh, at wide receiver going into next season than normal. Okay? Once again, this will be included in the Patreon breakdown tomorrow morning. Every season, LSU has proven, proven guys coming back in the wide receiver room. This year, they have one, and he was the number three who started off very shaky. Okay? Outside of that, every single wide receiver outside of Mason Taylor, who is a tight end, has not proven anything. Okay, now that could change in the bowl game. But, sure, uh, Chris Hilton's had a few big catches um, here and there, but he's also had a lot of drops and so on and so on. Aaron Anderson um, did not work out this season for whatever reason. And... Of course, you have a bunch of really talented true freshmen. I think Shelton Sampson does make a leap. Uh, he is my favorite out of the incoming freshman wide receivers that are there now. So for us that say, well, we don't need a wide receiver. Well, I can also make a case that we have the less we have the less proven amount of players at the wide receiver position than pretty much any other position uh, coming back in terms of snaps and targets and, and all of that. We do return a lot of snaps, just not a whole lot of targets and, and production. And some of that is just because Malik and BTJ are transcendent. But 
uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. I do think Shelton Sampson's going to make a big leap. I also think Kamarion Pimpton is going to be a good player for LSU moving forward, especially if he can become a better blocker. Okay? Yeah, so Brian Kelly mentioned that he wants X amount of players to return. Okay, wants X amount of players to return that have reached a certain level of snaps. Okay, I would love for everybody who played last year on LSU's defense to return. Okay, now Omar Spates does not have any eligibility left. Andre Sam does not have any eligibility left. This is what I would say, and I'm going to knock on wood right now. Okay, LSU does have a little bit more staying power than most schools, okay? Let's take a look at other programs that annually recruit in the top 10, okay? So programs that are basically on our level when it comes to raw talent, okay? Texas A&M has had a mass exodus. They do have a new coach, though, but they still have a lot of players that have entered the portal. Ohio State has had a lot of players enter the portal. Florida State had a very shocking player enter the portal. And even though this team isn't quite on our level, South Carolina, Arkansas, I mean, they've lost starters to the portal that had good NIL opportunities. They still went into the portal. One thing I would say about LSU in the transfer portal right now is nobody that has entered the portal that was a major contributor has entered the portal. Okay, they're they're not there. LSU has had five players total enter the portal. None of them were contributors. Okay, and I wish them nothing but the best. I really do. But I bring that up because Brian Kelly has already done a good job retaining guys that wanted to come back, right? Or, or guys that could go elsewhere and demand some money and get some money. Okay. So it's, we're in a good spot. We're in a really, really, really good spot. Okay. Everybody, welcome Pat to the channel. Pat, this is a professional headshot. My goodness gracious. It looks like you can sell me some insurance or get me out of some legal trouble. Everybody, welcome Pat to the channel. Do we lose Aaron Anderson to the portal? Any other wide receivers we possibly lose to the transfer portal? I think quite a few. Um, and I don't know if that's a bad thing, right? You got to think of it like this. Defensive players are happy when they play, okay? Wide receivers are happy when they get targets, okay? So last year, we had three-ish players get actual targets, okay? Three-ish. Now, coming back next season... Guys that we know will be back. 16 total wide receivers and tight ends will be on the roster next year. 
16. All right. 16. Two are proven. Two. Two. Okay. Wide receivers want targets, and there's not a whole lot of them to go around. Now, there will be more next year with Garrett Nussmeyer at quarterback. That's not necessarily a good or bad thing because, you know, when Jaden doesn't actually throw it, he's running it for a lot of yards. But there will be more targets to go around next year. It's just simple numbers, right? Uh, If we have a good offense, that is. And I think that we will. So expect expect some players to enter the portal. Okay? But to the Aaron Anderson question, as Danny points out, he cannot transfer. He cannot transfer. Okay? So let's see. Uh, Spates is the worst linebacker you've seen. Oh, that's that's kind of bold. Um, I will say he was he was hurt. He was banged up quite a bit. Um, that's okay. That's okay. He wasn't good. We aren't quite the best all line this year, but next year with Chester at center, heard a right tackle, Amber Jones a right guard, we will be the best all line next year. Well, John, we'll know. In a few days, if LSU is the best offensive line, because they're giving out the offensive line Heisman. Um, and look, I, I I think LSU's got a good shot. I do think they're going to give it to Georgia, though. I do. I do. Because it's one of those things, right? Um, so there you go. Everybody, welcome Justin to the channel. Okay. Justin, good to see you. All right. He wants to know about Walter Nolan. Is there any chance LSU brings in Walter Nolan? Yes, there's a, a, a chance. I'm not going to say it's a good chance, but he, he's a really good football player. Um, and we could use uh, a player of his talent uh, in our front. But it's very important to also note this. Um, we we got to know what type of scheme we're running. We just do. Let's go to H-Town Creole. Hashtag Ash Carter. What's the deal with getting in the portal for the second time for underclass and particularly Denver Harris? Yeah, so Denver Harris is kind of stuck unless he wanted to go to a JUCO and be immediately eligible. Um, If you are nowhere close to graduating, you are stuck at where you are. Okay, you've got to graduate before you can transfer again and be immediately eligible somewhere else. Right. And that's that's a concerning thing with Denver Harris. Um, and look, it, it seems like I, I, I've been hard on him, but there's a reason. Right? He's a great talent. And, you know, we were really counting on him this past season and he just did not play well. And part of it is this was his second chance, okay? More often than not, when players get that second chance, they really lock in and take their game to the next level because there's nowhere else to go, right? You're more mature, and and it's time to go. But unless Denver Harris 
is um, academically ahead of everyone else as a year two guy. LSU will have to make a decision if they if they want to keep him and if he wants to stay there personally. Um, and and part of it also H Town with with Denver Harris is what even happened? What 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 happened? And ultimately, it's not just going to be one thing. And how do I know it's just um, um, if it is just one thing? Okay. You're just, you know, suspended after one thing. But there has been multiple things that have happened up to this point, and it does make you concerned. Okay. Um, but I appreciate uh, H Town as always. Your attendance, you're always here. You're always bringing the energy. I really appreciate you guys. Okay. Um, Denver, uh, you saw Denver in high school. There's a five star at North Shore right now. That's a junior. That's not as talented. Oh, interesting. So you think Denver's really good? Okay. But ultimately, he just he just did not pan out. Like when he played, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When he played, it didn't look good. Like if he wasn't a five star, you would be asking why are we playing a, a, a three star out there at DB right now? Like there, there's there's major differences just in the eye test, right? Like. For instance, like Toviano, like Toviano, when I first saw him, I was like, okay, he belongs. He looks like he belongs, right? Um, but, you know, that's my own personal eye test. When I saw Denver Harrison High School, I'm with you, H-Town. I really liked him. Once I heard LSU was in the running, I was like, wow, is this could be another great member of DBU. We're, 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 we're cooking. We're doing great. Okay. Let's go to Branson Cat. If BK doesn't fire houses, that's going to slightly change your opinion of him as head coach. Yeah, because I I disagree with uh, that retaining Madhouse. Um, you know, and and that doesn't mean that I I like or dislike Madhouse. It doesn't mean that at all. It also doesn't mean I like or dislike Brian Kelly. It's just there's always going to be decisions that are made that I personally don't agree with with Brian Kelly. There was there was some this year, whether it's punting on fourth down when you know you don't have a good defense. There, there, there were some instances where I was like, man, like, what are we doing? Okay. I I I think LSU needs to go in a different direction. And I would be pretty disappointed if we if we retain Matt House. And I have defended him. I just think when you are this rancid defensively, a fresh start is just good for everyone. Now, would that mean some guys would would enter the portal? Yeah, yeah. But the point is, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If the scheme is that bad, it's you're you're just you're just not going anywhere. Okay. Let's follow up here with, uh, with uh, Pat, first timer. He says, I don't see how you could bring in the top recruits for defense by retaining house. Okay. Now this is now this is where it gets interesting. 
Sure. I I don't think Madhouse is like some ace recruiter or anything like that. But for the most part, Pat, elite recruits go to the schools, right? Sure. Like the coordinator and how you fit um, matters. But most schools just want um, j- just want you to come play. They, they, they most players just don't care uh, who you are as uh, as a coach. If I get a chance to go to LSU, I don't care who the defensive coordinator is. I'm getting to play where Tyron Matthew got to play. Um, but some recruits do care about the coordinator and and how they fit in in the system. So. Um, but yes, you know, if, if we're rancid again defensively, then yeah, it would be really hard to recruit uh, that way. Let's go to Pegasus. Does Zion Alexander come back, and how good is J.K. Johnson? All right, so I do have a very interesting J.K. Johnson little nugget, but that's coming up after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Let's go to Danny Girl, but as far as recruiting, isn't it better to get rid of him now after early signing? rather than next season because then those players get the free transfer for losing their coach. Yeah, and that's part of it, Danny, is do you want to fire a coach this close to the early signing period when you have such a great crop of defensive players that 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 have committed? Some of which committed a little bit, you know, later um in in the in the process. Like um the, the CJ kid, I think it's same CJ Jackson, a pretty talented edge rusher from the East Coast. Um, you know, he made a, le- a, a later flip uh, to us after an official visit. Does he change his mind? The point, though, still remains the same. If the scheme is as bad as it was this season, it just does not matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who your players are, right? Um, they're were some players on this LSU defense this year that were more talented than players on great LSU defenses. But the collection is more important than the parts, uh, if that makes sense. We say hi to Jules. Welcome back, Jules. Good to see you. Jules, the winner of, I believe, one of our Angel Reese cards. Uh, let's see. Uh, Durante would be better than Madhouse. I will say the Minnesota Vikings on defense this year have been pretty good, uh, last I checked. But then again, you know, how much of that is Durante? How much of that is Brian Flores? Um, Brian Flores is like one of the most well-respected defensive minds in all levels of football. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I'm open to Durante too. I am. So yeah, I, 
Let, let me ask you this. At this juncture, how many of you would be utterly disgusted if Madhouse was retained? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the absolute most important thing we need to do to 1 being the least important thing we need to do. How important is it to move on from Madhouse? Okay. Tell me right now. Tell me right now. One thousand. We got a few one thousands. I feel like Vegeta and the the, the power counter. Five thousand. Huh? 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 Oh yeah, I, I didn't do a giveaway. If we get to a hundo and super chance tonight, uh, still a good bit away, about eighty eighty dollars away. What about a Justin Jefferson Prism rookie card? Oh, this thing is shiny, y'all. Shiny. Five, three, everybody welcome Austin to the channel. He's got an Aussie Rules football, I believe that. 9.875, Big Dex, what's good? Big, that you are one of my first PHL merch buyers. I really appreciate you, Big Dex. I really do. Okay. Let's see here. Player X says eight. I, I think that's about where I am. About I would say about 7.5 to eight. Over nine thousand. <laughs> oh man! And that was um, Krillin, right? That was Krillin. Kidding. It was Vegeta. I know it was Vegeta. I just want to get my anime guys uh, all fired up. Uh. Carter, who of the incoming freshmen do I think will play significant roles next year? Probably not many, but do a few stand out to me as being ready? That's tough because I've not done my final uh, evaluation of the high school players. So every offseason, I give my final grade of every single high school player that comes into LSU. Part of it is just because I want to see if I can actually predict who's going to be the best. Now, there are so many different factors after you leave high school to how good you're going to be at the next level. Okay. There are some players just from brief watching that I feel a little bit better than most. Um, Tyland Singleton is one of those guys. But it is a little concerning with, with someone like him. Where is his best position? It, it's it's kind of tough to, to, to really say. But I do like him a lot uh, out of many Louisiana. Um, that's one that's really stood out to me defensively that could help us uh, a lot in, in year one. But I'll always say this. 
if you want to guarantee playing time as a true freshman in any defense, you need to do one of two things. Okay. Number one, cover guys man to man as a defensive back. If you can do that, you'll play right away. All right. The second thing you can do is rush the passer. All right. So Tylen Singleton, neither one of those things are necessarily like the traits that I really like about him, but that opens up the door for a guy like Collage Cobbins. That opens up the door um, for quite a few people, to be honest. BB Causey, um, even though he's a three star, can he be uh, a man to man coverage corner on the outside? Uh, he talks a big game. He's he's got the swagger and that that DBU's been missing. Um, if you can do those things, guess what? You're going to play, even if you're not the most highly rated guy. Okay. Brains a cat with the super chat. Okay, he's in the chat. Let's get to his question. All right. Can you talk about the process of firing a defense coordinator? Do you pick a new guy first? Do you believe he'll firehouse? Wouldn't he have already done it because of early signing period? Can you afford to wait till after the bowl game? Okay. Very good question. And we'll go line by line. Do you have somebody in mind before you actually fire him? Some people would say that you need to. I disagree if you're LSU, okay? I don't fully buy into you need to have a guy picked out before you fire Coach X. I think when it comes to firing a head coach, it's always better to have a head coach in mind that you want to go after because that is so important. But that's more the athletic director's decision. When it comes to a head coach, there if, if you were to fire Matt House – there's going to be 20 coach resumes on your doorstep of guys that are defensive coordinators at other places because we pay them more. LSU is a far more prestigious job. So I don't think you need to have a new guy first, right? Do I still believe he'll fire Madhouse? Yes. Wouldn't I, I, that's just my personal feeling, but there are many people that are more well-connected to me that, that say, no, that, that says, Hey, we're this far into the process. Madhouse has been out there recruiting. He's going to be retained. Um, it could just be that that's what I want to do, but, you know, it's not my call to make. Wouldn't he have already done it because of the early signing period? Yes and no, because the real screwdriver into all of this is if you're Brian Kelly, do you say, hey, is it because our assistant coaches couldn't stay healthy, right? Obviously, Jimmy Lindsay had that freak incident, and maybe the defense just stunk because we had people coaching different things that they weren't intended to coach. Maybe that does go through Brian Kelly's mind. Um, I don't know. Brian Kelly might look at what Madhouse did as an outlier uh, th this year compared to him being pretty good in year one. Um but my 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 issue with this Branson Cad is 
it would be one thing if the defense just sucked this year, which it did. But we had bad games in Madhouse's first season as well. We did. Okay? So, you can wait until after the bowl game. I, I keep going back to this. I understand that this comes off as very arrogant, cocky, hubris from my standpoint. All right? If I were a South Carolina show right now, I wouldn't say what I'm about to say. If I was an Oklahoma State show right now, I wouldn't say what I'm about to say. Those are two programs that have money, have boosters, have good fan bases, but they aren't us, okay? There's not coaches out there chomping at the bit to go coach there. There are coaches out there that are chomping at the bit to be at LSU, it's because of the brand. It's because of the job. You get to coach thoroughbreds, five stars, four stars, three stars. You get unlimited resources, far easier recruiting uh, grounds. Th- we, we can't just settle for mediocrity when it comes to one of the most important jobs that you have in your football program, which is a defensive coordinator, Right. The most important people in your program at all times, your head coach, number one, your quarterback, number two, your OC, number three, and your DC, number four. Okay. You've you've got to have that better. It's got to be better. Okay. Ask Carter, how does the offense make up the Jaden Daniels impact next year? How will it affect the ability of the defense? It's a good question. Um, the first thing here is Jaden's impact will, will not be able to be replicated by almost anyone, right? Like, I understand that some would say, well, Carter, we, we said the same thing after Joe Burrow left. When Joe Burrow left there, we said there would never be another Joe Burrow. I will say this. I, I think Joe Burrow's career at LSU is better than Jaden Daniels' career at LSU, I think Joe Burrow was an overall better quarterback than Jaden Daniels uh, was this season, but it's very, very, very close. I can also say that Jaden Daniels is more unique because of his speed, right? We just haven't seen this since Lamar Jackson. And honestly, we've not seen anyone like Joe Burrow, but, you know, there's nothing you can really do to to, to prepare yourself for the loss of, of Jaden Daniels. Because if you have a bad play and everything is covered, you still had his running ability. And what happened was, you know, the, the thing about Jaden Daniels that is very important for, for people to understand, and, and this is just coming from someone that's watched a good bit of Michael Penix and watched a good bit of Bo Nix, it's watched a good bit of college football. When Jaden Daniels is the quarterback, not a single blade of grass on the field is safe. You have got to cover every last molecule on the 120-yard playing apparatus of a football field when Jaden Daniels is the quarterback. He takes up every little inch of real estate. And when you think you got him, you don't. Okay. I'm not sure we'll ever see what Jaden did this season ever again. It wouldn't shock me if he, like, if I told you today, 
Jaden Daniels runs a faster 40-yard ja- dash than Jamar Chase. Probably wouldn't shock you. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock any of us, honestly. So, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just not going to be replicated. Now there are some other things we can do that I feel more comfortable with next year. I feel like our offensive line is going to be better. I feel like our twelve personnel, tight end room situation is going to be better. I feel like our running game could be better because of a better offensive line and. Caleb Jackson taking hopefully a superhuman leap. Um, Jaden's gravity in the running game will be missed, which basically means his own read game and all of that. But look, we're still going to be a good offense next year. It might be a little bit more clunky, and it's definitely not going to be as explosive. But we're still going to be a really good offense. Okay. Okay. It's just, you know... Now to your question, how will it affect the ability of the defense? That's a good question. Because Jaden was so good, we scored so quick, and our defense wasn't able to rest. You know, I don't really buy into that, though. Like, it, it is a thing, but you want your offense to continue to score at high rates. The defense is going to ultimately be affected by the decision we make at defensive coordinator. AP doesn't think Matt's going anywhere. If you're going to fire him, why would you allow him to recruit? Wouldn't that put doubt on the new recruits? That's why I don't think he is going anywhere. Nikki, what's good? I know today was a tough day for you. Uh, and the Jackson McGohan news. I like Jackson a lot. I really do. I mean, he, he uh, for those that don't know, he did enter the transfer portal. It's a guy who gave us his all on, on special teams, did the right things. It's just hard to play tight end at LSU. I mean, Kamarion Pimpton's just a freak. Uh, Mason Taylor is really freaking good, and got trade as green coming in. I really like McGohan challenging himself, though. He's a three-star recruit, came from the north. A lot of Really good programs wanted him, and it was tough because him and Dimbrock had a good relationship. So I hated that, you know, for Mike, you know, not winning the Bros Award and losing one of his players. But yeah, I think Jackson's going to do big things. I- I'll say this: when it comes to being a pure catcher of the football, McGohan is really freaking good. It's just tough. It's just really, really tough, and I hate that for him. And he put his, he put it, he put it all out there for us on special teams this year. But yeah, so we'll talk about the Chris Klein thing. So for those that don't know, AM wanted Mike Dimbrock and they ended up getting Chris Klein. Um, I think that's a good hire for them. I do. I, I think Klein is a really, really good offensive coordinator. And he was a really good player, right? He ironically lost the Heisman Trophy to Johnny Manziel, uh, Texas AM's last Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he was third behind Manti and Manziel. It's such a weird Heisman <laughs> group. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm i just really glad we kept Mike. I really, really, really am. You know, more than likely, if Mike would have taken that job, Joe would have been the new OC. Um, 
but I think we're we're a better team with Mike Dimbrock calling our plays. It's a good point here by Jay Thornton. I think Malik is going to be the toughest guy to replace. Like, I'll say this, you know. Like, I, I, I wasn't really shocked that Malik took another leap. But the, the difference between Malik and Jaden and why Malik is going to be so tough is Malik, Jaden, and BTJ, all three of them were elite. Okay, they were really freaking good, all-American level good, all-SEC level good. But Malik Neighbors was that last year, and the other two were good players in 2022 but they were great players in 2023 Malik was elite in 2022 and 2023 so that go-to guy is just going to be so hard to replace and Malik just really put the work in um you know I, I just think you know from from a film perspective it is hard to know every single position at all times and Malik knows every single position, right? You know, one of Jaden's few interceptions was a byproduct of somebody running a wrong route, right? It's a lot to process. It's a lot. And Malik just freaking did the daggone thing, okay? I mean, the dude is a good example to just every player out there. Um he, he's he's just big time, man. He's big time. Okay, so there you go. Now it is official. All right, and I thought this was going to happen. Just sources and all that stuff. So you see the title of the video. All right, Savion Thomas, um, uh, a priority wide receiver. He officially announced that he has an offer. Okay. Good. Okay. I'm telling you right now, Xavier Thomas is a big-time football player. He is a big, big, big-time football player. Now, how does he fit in with what we're doing? I know for sure he is a good return guy. Okay, and I understand a lot of you are like, oh, what about Aaron Anderson return? Well, Aaron Anderson didn't prove it at a Division One Power 5 level. Xavier Thomas has proven this, okay, at Mississippi State. He has a punt return for a touchdown versus Georgia. Okay, Georgia. All right, this guy is really freaking good, and that was his true freshman season. Okay, Xavion is a real deal Holyfield type of playmaker, and I want to target guys that are entering the year three of their play of, of their college careers. Right? Of course, that could be a one year rental situation, but that's the collegiate prime of their careers. Let's go to AP. Are you doing a show after the? Heisman show. I'm going to play that by ear. Probably not, though, AP, because I'm actually DJing a uh, a Christmas party uh, that night. So I, I didn't expect that. I've been booked to do this for a long time now. Um, so I, I did talk to the person that uh, booked me for this. I was like, hey, y'all, Saturday's a big freaking deal for your boy. <laughs> it's a big deal. I've only watched every snap of Jaden's career like 20 times over. It's a big deal. I'm I'm still nervous because uh, I really want this. Um, 
Because, you know, if he wins a Heisman, we'll never forget this season. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is true. AP is yards after catch is crazy. Now, here's what we're going to do in the next five or so minutes. I keep the Wednesday night live stream shorter. I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you super chat, we'll keep it going. But I normally like to keep this one um, a little bit shorter. And I really appreciate all your support. Tyrone, what's up? I don't know what's happening here, but looks like y'all are having a Halloween party. You want a Heisman post show? Yeah, I'm going to try and get Jaden on the Heisman post show. But we're not going to do one. That is going to be the biggest night of his life, though. Okay. Jerry Thornton thinks Malik is going to be a top 10 NFL wide receiver next year. I don't know about that. I'm going to say yes, though. I'm going to roll with you on that. <laughs> so you're telling me that he's he's going to be better than Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Brandon Ayuk, who is a freaking monster. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown. You want to know what's crazy about the NFL is Mike Evans and Keenan Allen, who everyone thought were washed, they're having their best seasons of their career. Now. Now. But I do think Malik is going to be a really good NFL player. I do. It, it's hard to not see him being successful. Um, ooh, Mick, don't put out that. Don't don't put that out. I see what you're doing, though. Smaller wide receivers. I, I see what you're doing. He's not a big guy, obviously. And normally the LSU wide receivers that do succeed, they are – in that 6-2 range, right? They're not normally these, these scat back 5-10 types, but I think Xavion's a really good football player. I do. I really, really, really do. Ooh, that's bold, Jared. I will, I will say, I agree. I do think Malik had a better career than Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Fit is going to be important, though. What 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 if like the Chicago Bears say F it and they go Jaden and Malik one and two? That'd be crazy. We surprise everyone and win ten games of the regular season next year when we beat Bama. When you talked about Will Rogers, you said he's just a system. Does that not all also apply to Xavion Thomas? Well, obviously, with Xavion coming over, he would be our return guy. He would be our punt and kickoff return guy. Knock on wood. The second thing is he made enough special plays for me to say this guy couldn't really get it. Like, just go watch my 
Ole Miss versus I did an Egg Bowl film study. Watch the plays he made in that game. Go to Power Hour SEC right now. Go watch the plays he made in that game. Okay. Okay. All right, y'all. Let's take a few more here. We're going to get to a hundo with these, uh, the Justin Jefferson thing. Oh, we're 70 away. That's all good. We'll give it out tomorrow night. Unless. Do I think BTJ could sneak into the first round? Yes. Will he? I don't know. Uh, we know for sure at this point, BTJ won't surpass Malik. We know he won't, he won't surpass Marvin Harrison. And we know he probably won't surpass Keon Coleman. Could he surpass the Rome, a Dunsey out of Washington? I don't know. I was thoroughly impressed by him versus Oregon, though. Thoroughly. That was the first time I really sat down and watched him. So you're looking at potentially at best wide receiver number five. But I I could see him. I, I don't think he could ever jump Malik or Marvin, but I could see him get to three. I do. I do. All right, y'all. We will talk to you soon. Big shout out to our top super chatters, Brian. Um, can someone answer this? I know we got more people in here. Why is Arcadiana playing Catholic in the select championship? I just don't know. Like that stuff is just so confusing for me. The Louisiana high school football hierarchy. Uh, H-Town Creole. Ed was our top super chatter tonight. And big shout out to AP. Wants to talk some Heisman Trophy stuff. Okay. Here it is. Pow. Our LSU. And tonight, we are doing some chicken tenders, baby. Let's go. 